namaste. Namaste is a Sanskrit word meaning I bow down to you. But in a deeper sense, it means the divinity within me salutes the divinity within you. I welcome you to this first episode of All About Dharma. My name is Kishore Trivedi. I'm a long-time resident of the RTP area. I'm a professor of electrical and computer engineering at Duke University and a trustee of the Hindu Society of North Carolina. The Sanskrit word dharma has many meanings and is difficult to translate into a single English word. One of its meanings is righteousness in thoughts, words, and action. In other words, right action with the right attitude. Dharma includes the golden rule, do unto others as others would do unto you. And therefore, moral values such as speaking the truth, being kind, being respectful, demonstrating reverence towards the earth and its natural resources are all included in the word dharma. The word is also pronounced and spelled differently in different parts of India. For example, some people in the northern India might call it dharam, D-H-A-R-A-M. Now, people from my part of India, Gujarat, will call it dharm, D-H-A-R-M. Whereas uh, people from the southern India might call it dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A. And in uh, Buddhist language, Pali, it becomes dhamma, D-H-A-M-M-A. Nevertheless, one of its many meanings is also duty. Now, we have a normal tendency to emphasize our rights, uh, but scriptures tell us that along with these rights that we may claim come many duties and responsibilities. To drive a car is your right, but your duty then is to obey the traffic laws. You have a duty to yourself, among other others. So, for example, take care of your health physical, mental, and financial is your duty. You have a duty to your family. It is therefore important for you to take, uh, make a living and take care of your family. You have to, a duty to your employer to do your job diligently. But all these duties are to be performed keeping dharma in mind, that is in a dharmic manner. In order to know what is dharmic and what is not, you have to study the scriptures or follow great uh, people. You should read, understand, and inculcate the teachings that are there in our scriptures in your daily life. You are responsible for the consequences of your actions. So scriptures say, those actions that are free from blemish should be undertaken and not others. Only noble and virtuous actions should be followed and not others. Scriptures also say that you are indebted to your teachers and your parents. So you have to show them respect. Uh, this is uh, articulated as Acharya Devo Bhava, Matru Devo Bhava, Pitru Devo Bhava. You have a duty to society at large. So scriptures basically say that once you have taken care of the duty to yourself and to your family, you should shift from being primarily a consumer to being primarily a producer or a contributor to society. So it says, always volunteer. Don't get so wrapped up in your own duties that you don't have, don't find time, any time to volunteer. And high schools encourage volunteerism. And at the Hindu Society of North Carolina, we have Om Squad, 
that uh, brings the young people together to volunteer, as well as there are opportunities to volunteer at many occasions in the Hindu Society of North Carolina. Uh, then the scriptures say, give to worthy causes, charity that is. Give with, and when you give in charity, have sympathy to, uh, and respect for the recipient, not with disrespect. Give plenty, give till it hurts, that is. Give with modesty and humility. Don't feel so proud, oh, I'm giving so much money. Uh, it, it, it is uh, some, uh, something that you are expected to do. Give with full understanding and knowledge of the recipient or organization. You could be donating uh, to a wrong cause if you are not um, uh, investigating these charities properly. Our scriptures tell us that you have a duty to the environment as well. In fact, there's a tremendous respect for the environment built into our scriptures. In this context, of course, we should all remember the three R's of the environmental movement, reduce the use of resource, reuse the resource whenever you can, and when you can't, then finally recycle. But recently, I heard from Acharya Vivek of uh, Chinmaya Mission, yet another R which should be in front, refuse, R for refuse, refuse to use the resource in the first place, and then if you, if you cannot refuse, then reduce the use of resource, and after having used, you may reuse the resource if possible. And if none of that is possible, then only recycle. So four hours of environmental movement now on, not just three hours. Now, having given several meanings toward dharma, one meaning in a narrow sense, of course, is religion. Hence, in this context, Hindu dharma can be translated as Hindu religion. More widely, there are... Uh, Faiths from India, so-called Indic faiths, uh, to which dharma is central. Many of these faiths, uh, like Hinduism, Jainism, Buddhism, and Sikhism, dharma is central to all these four, four faiths, and therefore, they're sometimes called dharmic faiths. Hinduism, Jainism, Buddhism, and Sikhism. And now, uh, as some of you might know, Hindu word is imposed from outside. It does not occur in any of our scriptures. So our scripturally, our um, uh, religion that we follow is known as Sanatan Dharma, eternal religion. It is the oldest and the third largest religion in practice today. Now, like any other religion, there are three key aspects of our Hindu Dharma. First aspect pertains to the rites and rituals. And these are commonly practiced in our homes and our temples by most of us Hindu Americans. The second aspect consists of our history as depicted in the epics and Puranas uh, and stories from these, uh, from Ramayana, Mahabharata, Bhagavad Puran and Skanda Puran and Shiv Puran. Stories from this are taught and recited often to children by us parents and grandparents. The third, third aspect of our Dharma, the spiritual aspect, is unfortunately considered to be dry and as such ignored as mere intellectual gymnastics. I beg to differ because on closer inspection, our spiritual heritage consisting of the Upanishads, Srimad Bhagavad Gita and Yoga Sutra is found to be beautiful and even practical. So we need to share the beauty of our spiritual heritage and show our sons and daughters that values taught in our scriptures 
can be successfully applied in their lives. A modern mind is an inquiring mind and it wants to know why we do the rituals of pujas, kathas, bhajans and havans. I believe that understanding the spiritual aspect of our dharma will make the rituals more meaningful and the morals of the stories more evident. It is for this reason that Hindu Society of North Carolina has embarked on a new initiative which we call Know Your Dharma, KYD, just for this purpose. And with this new initiative, we aim to share the beauty and depth of Sanatan Dharma with our second generation. And within that uh, uh, initiative, the very first uh, event that we had was a wonderful presentation of Hindu uh, temple art and architecture by Shima Chittamur. Uh, and then the second um, event that we held was a Dikshant ceremony, so-called baccalaureate service for our graduates, celebrating our graduates. Uh, that was done in, uh, in May of uh, uh, May or June of last uh, 2021. After that, we had a four-part uh, uh, lecture series by Acharya Vivek of Chinmaya Mission, in which uh, the topic was Dharma and daily living. And he gave four uh, uh, lecture demonstrations on, on that topic. Uh, the next uh, talk uh, is, um, there was uh, this, sun well, it's coming Sunday when I'm talk talking right now, by Dilip Thate on seven stars of Hinduism. Uh, there is one more talk to be arranged after that uh, by Professor Narendra Mohan of University of Minnesota. And, and then we are planning to have a, a dance lecture demonstration on Dharma through dance by uh, Dr. Maha Gingrich. And this uh, series will continue. The aim is to introduce our beautiful uh, scriptures and our Dharma to the second generation. And with that, I will close and say Namaste to you all. Thank you.